Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe joins us on the program. Premier, thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much for, for you also taking the time, Roy. We appreciate it. Premier, uh, what is your response? Uh, what do you say to the, to, uh, to the Canadian people, uh, to the people of Saskatchewan after the Supreme Court decision on the federal government imposed carbon tax? Well, this is a, a disappointing day on a number of levels. Uh, one, um, you, you know, I think we all want to address uh, all federal parties and, and, and uh, all provincial governments are, are working with the federal government to the degree that they can to address the, the conversation around climate change. And yes, reducing our emissions is part of that conversation, but so is enhancing our sequestration opportunities. And I've talked uh, many times on this show about that. What's happened here today is the Supreme Court of Canada has said that the federal government does have the right to enact this uh, this carbon tax on on fuels of, on all families and, and all industries that are working uh, in the nation. And it's disappointing for this reason. Um, there already is good work going on on the heavy emitter side in all provinces, Saskatchewan included, and, and working in partnership with industries and the federal government. There's good work uh, going on, for example, in Saskatchewan on uh, equivalencies agreements around our, our methane emissions in the energy industry. And we have one of the most sustainable energy industries in the world that is uh, emerging uh, right here in Western Canada. And, and uh, to have this, uh, for this squabble to be necessary uh, to go to the Supreme Court of Canada is entirely disappointing. It's a divisive policy that was enacted in a very divisive way. And uh, I would just say that it, on behalf of Saskatchewan residents, we're very disappointed in the outcome. Um, however, we will be moving forward in in, uh, in compliance of this in some way, shape, or form, likely similar to what Premier Higgs has done in New Brunswick. Really, the, the point is, and you and I have talked about this, and you've made the case, and you've made the case very eloquently, that Saskatchewan was really on the ball, that you were really out in front leading on the issue of protecting the environment. And that just doesn't seem to have been good enough for Mr. Trudeau and his government. When you look at the investment the Saskatchewan uh, government has made through our, our Saskatchewan Power Corporation on behalf of the people of this province in, in carbon capture and storage, and then you know, turning around and taking that carbon and enhancing the, the oil recovery and what was a, uh, likely a timed out uh, energy or oil field uh, in the Weyburn Mydale area, uh, you know, that's just one example of, of where Saskatchewan has been working very diligently at, at exploring innovation and opportunities to really address. Uh, you know, our carbon footprint on the emissions side uh, here here in Saskatchewan. And I know every other province can tell a, a very similar story. What we're what we're talking about here today is the the obstinance of the federal government to move forward on on a fuel tax on hardworking families in this province and, and other Canadian provinces. Uh, we don't feel it's in, in any way an effective tool in actually reducing emissions. Um, they have full intent of bringing us up to 40, 50, 60 cents a liter on, on the, on the gas that we buy, the fuel that we heat our homes with, the fuel that our agricultural producers, uh, dry their grain with in Saskatchewan. We don't think that's an effective policy in any way, shape or form. Uh, we can embrace innovation and opportunity in, in the industries that are emitting, um, which yes, is to some degree the transportation industry, but there's many other industries where we have uh, focused in on, in on and are, are doing very good work with the support of the industry. So um, <clears throat> a disappointing day um, for, for our province and, and the, in, the people that are employed in our province. And I, I think in fairness, a, a rather disappointing day for many Canadians across the nation. 
Premier, let me ask you about uh, the vaccine reality and uh, as the pandemic continues. Premier Ford uh, spoke out very strongly on Friday and challenging Mr. Trudeau on the federal government on the rollout and saying it's a joke and he's fed up with it and he's no longer going to be playing Mr. Nice Guy. What is your sense in the province of Saskatchewan as far as the availability and the rollout of the vaccine is concerned? It's been nothing short of abysmal with respect to our access uh, to a large number of vaccines early in this, early in our, our uh, dealing with, with finding the exit door on, on this pandemic. And in Saskatchewan, we don't have to look very far to see um, what is happening when in, in communities when you have um, much, much more ample access. There are, I think, in excess of 50% vaccinated to the state in the state just south of us in North Dakota. They had much more challenging COVID numbers back in November. Uh, they're over 50% vaccinated today. They've lifted most of their restrictions. They're playing hockey. They're, there's no uh, restaurant restrictions. They lifted their mask mandate this past year. We see that uh, here in Saskatchewan. And, and we're sitting at you know far less than 20% vaccinated, not because we haven't been able to uh, get the vaccines out to folks with our public health system. We just haven't simply been able to receive them uh, from the federal government. So... Uh, Doug Ford's right. Uh, our, our vaccine procurement strategy uh, in this in this nation has been nothing short of abysmal, um, and it needs to pick up. It needs to pick up very quickly, and then we'll deal with um, how it was. Uh, you, you know, who, who fumbled the ball in these early days? Do you have confidence that you'll be where you need to be? That the country is going to be where it needs to be, and what the prime minister promises to us by the end of the summer that Canadians who want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated. Oh, we're going to have one shot. If we can get the vaccines, we're going to have one shot in everyone in Saskatchewan, or at least offer it to everyone in Saskatchewan over the age of 18, um, far before that, and likely by early in June or maybe even the end of May. Uh, we have the capacity to deliver that, and I know other provinces uh, most certainly do as well. Um, as we as we make our way through the age groups, we are hopeful that uh, we will be looking for a much more back-to-normal-life uh, scenario far before September. Um, and and, uh, and and really looking at it, um, I was hoping in, in the next number of weeks, the variants have likely delayed that to some degree, but most certainly over the course of the next month, two or three. All right, Premier, final question for you. Federal budget, April 19th, you and your fellow premiers have uh, asked the Prime Minister, been very direct with the Prime Minister, that you want an increase in the health transfer. The number $28 billion was mentioned. The Prime Minister is noncommittal. Do you have any sense, or I don't know if he was noncommittal, just said no, uh, do you have any sense that there, there will be forthcoming some significant funding for health care for the provinces? I, I hope there is, and and not because uh, then the provinces can say, you know, we, we won a, a, a disagreement or a conversation that we had with the federal government. I hope there is. Um, because it's the right thing to do on behalf of all Canadians. When you have all 13 premiers of different political stripes align on an issue as significant as health care funding that um, has, has been drastically under, underfunded by the federal government for decades now, um, but coming together and, and attempting to work with the federal government on ensuring that, yes, some of this has been highlighted through COVID, but the, the, the challenge goes far, you know, far back in time uh, previous to COVID, um, but when you have all of these premiers coming together to work with the federal government, it would be my hope in the interest of all Canadians that the federal government would come forward uh, with a significant funding, a far more significant than we saw the other day, which sounds like a large number, but isn't when you divide it up amongst uh, 35 plus million Canadians, um, come forward with a significant number that would ensure that our health care system, um, our, our surgery capacity that is going to need some work in the next couple of years, 
but ensure that had that healthcare system, that public healthcare system that we have, and that public access for every Canadian in this nation is preserved for uh, years and years into the future. That is, I think, all premiers. I won't speak for all premiers, but I would suspect that it would be in their top three asks going into this spring's budget. Here is an opportunity for uh, this this federal Liberal government to rectify a wrong. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.